0: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Sportsnet 590 The Fan. I'm your host Wayne Blue. That was that was tough. That was tough. Um, not a lot of expectations coming into this game uh, because of the injuries to Jakob Purtle to Emmanuel Quickly. They continued to miss time, and then R.J. Barrett was declared to be out for this one uh, with uh, a knee issue in his left knee. So we'll monitor how that goes as well. But the Raptors played really tough, and they played really tough. They gave themselves a chance. They literally took the lead with uh, seven seconds left in the game. And, you know, there was a real chance that you could have walked out of here with the victory against Atlanta. Um, You know, and who knows? I mean, if if you really want to see tanking, I mean, of course, it was actually an important game to lose in terms of just Atlanta being relatively close to Toronto in the negative standings or the inverse standings, so to speak. But honestly, you get into the middle of the game, you watch it, and it's like it's hard to just root for them to lose, especially when you see them playing so hard. And um, you got a really fun game tonight. I know a lot of people on Sunday night probably watching NFL playoffs, uh, you know, watching, you know, that uh, versus watching Raptors-Hawks. I mean, I actually try to go to a bar and watch this game and I just turned back after looking through the window because I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to get anybody to change the channel away from, you know, Taylor Swift's team to to the to Toronto Raptors. But still, um, you missed out on a fun game if you didn't see this one because it was actually a, a really enjoyable effort from Toronto who came in this again, again, shorthanded. So you needed some new surprise um, contributors and you got those in the form of Jordan Noir who finally gets extended minutes, um due to the injuries in the rotation. And I think he's going to get more minutes based on what he did tonight. He was awesome. Got a, a, You know, another look at John T. Porter, who has overcome his eye issues and was knocking out every three, uh, you know, which was great to see. And then Grady Dick, who played probably his best game as a pro as well, contributing and, and making plays and just, you know, being active, just jumping around everywhere, talking to Kyle Korver before the game, inviting those comps. I mean, honestly, if you turn to the Kyle Korver, I'd be ecstatic Kyle Corver, I mean, he's more athletic than Kyle Corver, but still, Kyle Corver was obviously one of the all-time shooters. Like, you know, you you, you didn't get you, you didn't get BBQ combo. You really only got uh, you know one B in, in, in Scotty, but um, you got the NDP combo in Jordan Noir, uh Jonte Porter, and Grady Dick. Those guys did really really well off the second unit, and they overcame a pretty slow start because, you know. It, coming into this game again, you didn't have that many expectations. And so when you started watching the game and you saw that Atlanta had dunked the ball four out of the first five possessions, like, I'm not kidding, like straight up dunked the ball for the first five possessions. You also had, um, you know, in between that, uh, Sadiq Bay missing a wide open three, getting his own rebound driving in for an and one, like it's just play after play after play after play right at the rim. And, um, yeah, you got Sadiq Bay spin move, and one around Grady. Like, it, it's just stuff like that. It's just nasty to see. But um, second unit came in and really put the Raptors into a game where, you know, they competed with the Hawks. They had the lead for a lot of this game. Never, like, commanding lead by any means. Never really was able to guard the Hawks either because, you know, trying to guard Trey Young is, like, like, trying to grab a slippery bar of soap kind of thing. Like, he's just this little weasel. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean this in, like, a – to be a rude way, but that's, that's the upsetting feeling when you watch him play. He's just a little weasel that just drives past you and literally weasels past you for shots that look ridiculous to anybody else to take. Like, you know, like floater bank shot, touch shot. And it's just like, he has incredible touch on these. Like, I actually think that it's like an incredible skill, obviously. And I want to give him that credit, but just watching him just like grin after drawing charges or watching him grin after driving into your elbow and jumping through and drawing the foul or, you know, you know, the elderly abuse against Thad Young because the Raptors are switching Thad Young to Trey Young a lot late game. And, you know, Trey just driving into the old man and just throwing his arms up and baiting him for fouls. Like, it's just nasty to see just this little weasel <laughs> consistently get downhill and make plays. But still, like, the Raptors had something for them each time. And it was a big team effort, as you can always expect from the Raptors. Like, this is not a te- there's not a player on this team that's really going to just, like, take over and, and, like, you know, create the play every single time down. Like, maybe you want to say Scotty, and and I think he shows you that in flashes. Surprise, surprise, so it's the fourth quarter once again for Scotty because it was a bit of a quiet game for him until the fourth quarter where he really came alive. Um, I think offensively, more so than defensively. Defensively, I think he was more involved, um, you know, throughout the game. I don't blame him there, but offensively, his most prominent moments came in the fourth quarter where he was spinning and scoring over double teams and just kind of exactly what you want or setting guys up for open threes, but... Yeah, you just, you know, you, you needed to see a team effort, and you needed to see multiple contributors. And Gary had some contested threes to start the game, and Dennis had a stretch there, you know, for a while in the fourth quarter where he kept driving, using you know, the the the, the classic Dennis Schroeder play where he just, like, turns on the jets and he just blows by his man and kind of, like, um, jumps from far out for a stretching layup with full speed. Like, he did a three of those, I think, in the, in the second half. Um you know, Thad Young, actually, I'm going to leave Thad Young out of this. I don't think Thad was, like, too much of a positive contributor in this one. And you didn't expect him to be, like, again, like, when you're asking Thad Young to switch out against Trey Young, like, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Um, but, you know, you, you got guys off the bench that came in at distance. For Jordan Noir was so good tonight, man. I mean, he's obviously the first star, 24 points, nine rebounds, six assists a steal. Um, I've been campaigning for Jordan Noir just on the basis of seeing him shoot. Um, but you saw the complete game today. I mean, what play didn't he make? I mean, there was a couple of and ones that he couldn't really finish. But I mean, aside from that, like he was finishing a transition with dunks. He was, you know, shooting pull up threes. He was able to catch and shoot for threes. He was making great passes. I think he set up Grady Dick at least three or four times. Um, the two of them shared a lot of minutes together, coming off the bench, and they looked really nice. Honestly, um, love to see more of it. He rebounded the ball well. He was on both ends of the floor. He was offensive rebounds three, defensive rebounds six, um, and then the most important play of the game defensively was Jordan Noir. after the Raptors. You know, uh, Scotty got had the ball, bring the ball up. You know, called out for the play. Got Gary to set the screen for him. Then Gary faded out to the three point line. The defense, both defenders, stuck with. Scotty and Scotty found Gary for an open three. Gary unfortunately missed the open three, but after the Hawks got the rebound, Jordan Nwora pulled the chair against Trey Young, that little weasel <laughs> at half court and out the actual weasel. And uh it, instead it got a turnover where Trey Young kind of just like took the contact, spun, tripped over, just threw it to nobody. Grady Dick ended up picking out the pass and throwing it ahead to Scotty for a dunk. That actually flipped it from the Raptors being down one. With uh, the shot clock turned off, so they would have to foul. But instead, you know, they actually got uh, Scotty the chance to dunk the ball and put the Raptors up one. And again, they were up one with seven minutes or seven seconds left. And that's where potentially, if you were to say the heartbreaking aspect, that's that's where it did come because Hawks called timeout. Surprise, surprise! They gave the ball to Trey. Um, you know, trying to drive to the basket. At first, it didn't even look like that good of a play because they had to inbound to the backcourt. So, Trey had to go to the backcourt, collect the ball, and then seven seconds. But in a weird way, I don't mind those plays where they mount to the backcourt to a quick guard because what you're doing essentially is obviously they're not getting pressed the full length of the floor. So, what you're usually seeing is a guy get a runway, and Trey is already quick as, you know, just anybody really. Um, and he got a step around Bruce Brown, easily drove around him. Uh, Scotty came by with the help, um, jumped super high, tried to swipe at it. Trey's very, very good again with the touch put it over top of Scotty for that. But because Scotty came over to, to show help, which is absolutely the right thing to do, um, that left one person short on the blockout. And Trey, to his credit, shot it with such softness that even though it missed, the shot missed right around the rim. Like it wasn't a long rebound. It was a short rebound. And the extra man on the play was Sadiq Bey because Thad boxed out Klapella. Um, I forget who else came in, came into the play. proper Bruce Brown boxed out his guy, but there was a third guy there who was able to pop free, and Sadiq Bey was able to get the, the putback with about a second left um, to to put the Hawks back on top. The Raptors didn't have timeouts at that point because they had actually used one of their last timeouts on a challenge against Trey Young. Where I mean, I don't think the officials got it wrong. Like he, you know, Trey fully did get his chest squared up to Dennis Schroeder driving in transition. But Trey's feet were not set, and you know, you could argue it was a movement. I mean, the rule is as long as he sets his like he gets to the position first and he holds his chest, he's okay. You can be moving a little bit with the feet as long as you're not in the restricted area, which he wasn't. But still, like, okay, you, you wasted the last challenge on that, which by the way, that also included a great camera angle of Trey on the floor getting the call, doing a little flex, and then you just see him grin and it's just like, oh God, this evil little demon once again has gotten a call against us. Um, but still Raptors didn't have no timeouts. And so, you know, you, you gotta go the full length of court. It's a miracle shot at that point, And they couldn't get that thing done. So it's unfortunate. It's another late clock loss to the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta. I mean, we had that last year, of course, with, um, you know, Fred driving, kicking to Scotty for a point blank layup that missed it, that sent it to overtime. And then in overtime, um, you remember they got the run out to AJ Griffin Raptors, double team that half court for some reason in a tie game. And, uh, you know Trey was able to hit it ahead to AJ Griffin, who dunked the ball right at the buzzer. Haven't seen from AJ Griffin since he hasn't played this season. You know you didn't even see a shot of him even on the bench. Even like you got you got Trent Forrest and Patty Mills and you know uh, Garrison Matthews, the CNN reporter um, coming into the game, but you don't see <laughs> you don't see the Untouchables in like AJ Griffin, and you don't see the Untouchables in Kobe, uh Bufkin, but still like. I don't know, Atlanta does have pretty damn good guard play when you see it's Trey Young and Bogdanovich, and even today, DeJounte Murray didn't play, still was able to, you know, do a lot of damage. So, really, that was just the frustrating part because the Hawks didn't really shoot the three that well. The Raptors did a good job of guarding on the three. Raptors themselves, we shot the three really well, 15 of 31 from the three. Um, but it was just the the stuff around the basket, man. I mean, if Trey always does that because he pulls you out to the perimeter and he's quick and he forces rotations, blah, blah, blah. These guys are good on the offensive glass. They got 20 offensive rebounds. Although the Raptors also did the same thing. They got 15 offensive rebounds, so it wasn't that big of a disparity. But then again, I mean, come on, man. The Hawks lived at the basket all night and they got a putback after getting, you know, their star player to the basket on the final play. Like, that was kind of the story of the game. But still, lots of positives on the Raptors' side. I mean, number one, if you're a tank supporter... Which at this point, I think the Raptors themselves are tank supporters. So I think they're probably not displeased with the fact that they put a little bit more distance between them and Atlanta in the reverse standings. But I think on the other end, you know, I think you saw good things from the young guys. Like um, this is not like the Clipper game where it was like pretty not enjoyable to watch just all throughout. Mostly because the game was out of hand right away, but also because, you know, the young guys didn't show me that much. Um, Or even in the Knicks game, which was similar, I, I suppose. This one you got to see new things. And again, I think you got to start with Noir. You got to start with Porter. You got to start with Grady. Then you go back to Scotty. And maybe give some credit to the other guys too. But yeah, Jordan Noir plays 31 minutes tonight. It's the most minutes he's played as a Raptor, probably more than all the other games combined, quite frankly. And yeah, I mean, uh, just for me, uh, look, he's not an unknown commodity. I remember even watching him. um, There was a year where Team Canada had warmups and they hosted one at Mad like for, you know, um, Toronto Metropolitan University. And they were playing Madame, and it was Team Canada versus Team Nigeria. And the Nigerian team, you didn't really recognize that many names on their roster. Um, Although I think Ben Uso might have been running point for them, which is a great throwback for Raptor fans. Um, But Jordan Noir was like this, like, 19-year-old, maybe even younger than that. He was still playing at Louisville. And he was like the hotshot prospect. And I don't even remember that much from him. I just remember watching him shoot before the game. And I'm like, this guy could really shoot. And he's got some decent size. It's probably a good basis for an NBA player eventually somewhere. And you even heard the Raptors had some cursory interest in drafting Jordan Noir when he was in the draft. Um, but unfortunately, the Raptors couldn't get a pick, even though he went in the second round. The Raptors couldn't get him. He went to Milwaukee, had some moments there, you know, and eventually gets moved to Indiana, had some moments there as well, mostly towards the end of last season when Indiana was trying to, I'm not even Tang, I, I don't even know what they were trying to do. I guess Halliburton was injured, so he got more of an opportunity and he, he took it. Like, he he's got some really good games in the league already, but... Yeah, you saw it here today where he gets that extended chance. And the shooting ability is something that is there. Like, I, just, you know, me being a sicko, I love watching warm-ups. The guy can really shoot in warm-ups, man. Like, he he is a top-tier, like, just shooter in that kind of setting. Now, of course, like, does that show you the other skills? No, not necessarily. necessarily. That, that's just one aspect, right? But even just based on that alone, I wanted to see him in the game a little bit more. But, um, yeah, you saw here tonight, you know, he seemed like a really smart player, was able to – make plays in a variety of ways. Defensively, you know the Raptors have thought well of his defense because late in the game they had Jordan Noir guarding the point of attack against Trey Young. Now, whatever. The the Hawks were smart. They brought over weak defenders. So um, they were trying to target Thad Young, and then Thad Young left the game. You know, uh, Darko decided to close the game with Grady instead, and so then the Raptors, you know, then had to have Grady brought into the pick-and-roll with uh, Trey calling in for a screen, usually from Sadiq Bay. So, like, whatever. It's not just Jordan Noir against Trey Young. But, I mean, you saw the fact that he pulled the chair on Trey in that crucial moment. That that was almost a game-clinching like clinching play for the Raptors that could have won them in the final possession there. Like, that was such a huge possession um, and such a huge play to make. But, yeah, I mean, pretty much as soon as he came into the game and especially to start the second quarter, that Raptors second unit, that NDP group, like, actually came in and made changes. Like they had social reform when they, when they brought the NDP into power. No, I mean, seriously. like, it, it, like Jordan Noir was awesome. Um, You know, he can definitely shoot the three. I, I like seeing the fact that he can even pull up for three if, uh, again, if the defense goes under or, you know, screws up a switch on a, sw- on a screen or whatever. But the playmaking was also really nice. You know, I, I thought he was looking for other guys to, to pass to. And, um, you know, he was an option in transition. Like, I, I just think he should be giving more and more of a look and, and, who knows? It could just be a one-off or whatever. There, I suppose there is that chance. You know, he didn't necessarily latch on in the previous two destinations, even though he did show something. But you know, this is clearly a guy that Masai's like familiar with, right? Like Masai told that story um, towards the end of his press conference uh, after trading Pascal on OG. We talked about like, yo, I've known Jordan Noir since he was five. And this, was, this, this is not like LeBron saying like, I've known Scottie Barnes since he was playing point guard in grade seven and I knew he was going to be elite. Like, no, man. Like, I'm, I'm so sick of those LeBron stories. I think everyone is too. But the Masai said he'd known Jordan Morris since he was five because he'd known his dad, again, with the Nigerian connections. So um, anyway, my point is that they're clearly aware of him. They clearly obviously got him in the Pascal deal. Look, was he the first choice prospect to get back from Indiana? No, of course not, right? Look, you, if you were going to look down that list, you were going to go, okay, g- give me Benedict Matherin. No. Okay, give me um, Andrew Nembhard. No. Give me Jairus Walker. No. Give me Jordan Noir, okay, all right, fine. We can talk about Jordan Noir, but still, like, there is value there. Like, I think, you know, if you want to go long-term, for example, at that position, I want to see for the rest of the season what Jordan Noir can do because it'll be similar to, in a way, like when the Raptors traded for Gary Trent um, in the Tampa season, right? In the second half of that year, you got to see Gary in a more of an expanded role, and it kind of gave you confidence of, like, hey, we can we can sign him, we can re-sign him um, in the offseason, season when he's a restricted free agent, just like Jordan is right now. Um, and we can give him a bigger role and, and maybe get some value on his contract. And that's pretty much what happened with Gary. Unfortunately, this series regressed more, but still I think overall Gary has, has played up to his contract um, since signing and after that Tampa season. Like, I kind of want to see if Jordan with extended minutes can do some more of that. Cause You would need some more wings. He is more of a shooting guard than he is a small four, but I mean, you also saw tonight he can rebound the ball a little bit too and play some some physicality around the basket. Like, he wasn't shy going to the hoop. Like, this is, you know what I mean? Like, he showed a more dynamic game tonight than what you would typically see from like a Gary Trent game. A Gary Trent, really, really good Gary Trent game is he like knocks down six threes and gets like three steals. You know what I mean? Like, that's like a really good Gary Trent game, but you don't see the off the play, you don't see the playmaking, you don't see the rebounding. Um, you know the transition finishing things like that. So, yeah, I mean, weirdly enough, I, I'm I'm essentially asking to see if Jordan Noir can essentially be like our next Gary, a version of that, but like a more maybe a complete version of that without like as much of the red hot shooting to be like liable to go off for you know six straight games with thirty plus like Gary once did. I, I, Gary was solid in this game too. Like I'm, I'm trying not to disparage Gary. Gary gave you a classic sixteen points, six of twelve shooting, four of eight from three, no free throws, one rebound, no assist two steals, um, you know, type of performance. Like, that's that's what Gary typically gets you. But um, I, I want to see more from Jordan. And, um, you know, it, yeah, it was it was fun watching Jordan tonight. He's going to be the first star. Jonta, I just thought, came in a game and knocked down some threes. The fact that he's knocking out back-to-back threes like he did in the second quarter, I mean, that's always the mark of a really good shooter is, like, can you make them consecutively? Like, of course, you can... You give a guy enough attempts, give them wide-open looks. You know, Contextually, you can get some more – you know, um, you can get some high-scoring numbers or you can get a couple of makes. But when you make them back-to-back, especially when you're more and more contested each time you make it because the other defense is like, well, we actually got, got to close out on this guy. Um, that's impressive to me. Like There was a stretch there in the third quarter where the, the starters were once again losing to the Hawks starters, and they were blowing the game, and the second unit started coming in, and, and, and Jontae immediately, after coming into this third quarter, knocked down a three to tie the game again. He's impressive to me. He's he's rebounding. He's um making some extra passes. I just I'm just enjoying more of it. I don't my only question is I don't know why I only play nineteen minutes versus like twenty two for Trey, like or for, for Thad. Like he should be playing more minutes than Thad. And I know that there's certain things that Thad has done, and Thad's been playing well. Like I've given him, for example, the third star in the Clipper game. You know, Thad's coming in doing his effort, but against Atlanta, like you know what the Hawks are licking their chops when they see, you know, the matchup of T Young's guarding each other. Like that's not going to work. Oh, by the way, that's the other thing with Noir, too. I mean, you never saw really much of a post game from Gary. Jordan Noir, like, again, the Hawks didn't really respect him, so they put Trey Young on him, uh, you know, to, to hide him, so to speak. And Jordan Noir took him to the post and scored twice, including once on a spin move. Like, that's dynamic. That's not, that's not the typical shooting guard performance. So, again, credit to him. But, yeah, I mean, Jonte, I thought, he came in and, and, and gave you good effort Whatever. I mean, most bigs are kind of toast against Trey anyway, because of just the way he plays. I think the best way to guard him is probably with like a really athletic shot blocker who come in last second and and force him to change his shot. Which the Raptors kind of did settle on that eventually with Scotty. You know, you know, and, and that's where you got to credit Trey. Like he wasn't like that efficient when you look at the shooting line. Nine to twenty four is not great, but he the ones that he made were it's like floating, cupping, like scooping just whatever version of ice cream you want, like sugar coning, like it, it, it's just the angles and the touch that he puts on those are like ridiculous. Those were not easy finishes by any means. It's not like he's walking up to the basket and, and, and scoring like a point blank layup. Like it was all creative each time. So credit to him as well. But um, I just think Jonathan should play more and I'm happy to see that he's recovered from the eye injury. And then Grady, I mean, Grady is just... You know, it's funny. Every time you see Grady jump, he's jumping to his max jump. Every time he pump fakes and he goes, he's going as quickly as possible. You know, he's trying to fly around. Even there was a play late in the game where he tried to go for offensive rebound. This is when Jordan Noir took the charge or took the pull the chair on Trey Young, forced a turnover. Grady literally went for the offensive rebound, didn't get it, and then like fell on the floor and then was still like flopping on the floor trying to get the rebound that like dropped near him. Like. He is going after everything so hard. I appreciate that. And, and yeah, I mean, he, he, it's good to see the three ball drop for him. That's obviously a big thing. He, you know, he I, I don't even mind so much of him pump faking off those three-point shots because again, not to pick on Gary. That's not a pick on Gary thing, but uh, you know, you see, for example, when Grady pump fakes and goes, he goes, he goes quickly, and then he moves the ball off the ball quickly. So, you know, sometimes he will turn down that three, but he he's able to curl inside. He's looking for the pass most times. And, yeah, I mean, you, you get to see him. Like, the, one of the first plays of the game that you saw Grady involved and in, he came off a curl, uh, you know, t- didn't you know, curled inside the three-point arc, then kind of, like, faked the mid-range shot and ended up throwing a wraparound pass to Jontay, who was able to draw the f- – oh, no, it wasn't, John, it wasn't him, but it was another big um, who was able to finish it. Like, it was just a really nice play from from Grady. And, yeah, I mean, you see that kind of playmaking from him. You see him, you know, rebounding the ball hard. Um I think there's just like yeah, there's there's a there's a there's a good runway here to play him as much as possible, and um you know it, it's I'm happy to be really wrong about this because I think watching him in the 905, watching him in summer league, watching him in some of the stints with the Raptors it was just like you know he just didn't seem to be ready a year one, and I thought maybe you just like keep him for the 905 for a while, and you know I was, I, it just didn't look like it was happening for him, and I feel like it was almost hurting his confidence. But since coming back from that conditioning stint. You're seeing Grady have those positive moments again, similar to the start of the season where he came in and he had that good game against, you know, uh, Philadelphia, for example. They, they lost the game, but, he, you know, he knocked on a bunch of threes in that game. You saw him have some good games, for example, in that Milwaukee game. Um, I think he took a charge on Giannis, right? Like there, there's, there were some positive moments and then he like really curved off and then would kind of nosedive for a couple months. But then he's, he paused, got the conditioning right back, or whatever he did in that stint, and now he's back. You know, that next game, he knocked down four jumpers out of all of the left corner. That's pretty good. That's one way he can contribute. The last couple of games, you're seeing him contribute in terms of taking charges, you see him contribute in terms of cl- crashing the glass, and then catching and making a play on the go. Like, when you talking about .5 basketball, like, you're, what, you're, you're supposed to make a decision within .5 of a second. And I think with Grady, he's always going to have the advantage there because defenders are always going to be rushing towards him. And so you can get the opportunity to attack a out and get into rotation, get into the paint without even having to make a move because defenders are essentially just respecting the fact based off your move and based off your shooting ability, they're going to be rushing towards you. And so it's easy. You don't, you just put the ball on the deck and you go. The thing is, you put the ball on the deck and you go, you got to make the next pass. You got to make the next play. And you are seeing that from him and that willingness to see from him. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying seeing his, his play. I think on the other side, the vets, I mean thad i'm just gonna leave aside like again like it's not fair man like you what do you you might as well just put just tell thad to go outside and race a a ferrari as well like just you know what i mean like it's it's a losing effort Uh, i'm not gonna blame him for that he's trying his best but you know what can you do um the best he could do is like a poke away from behind which he did once against trey young and it wasn't even a steal um bruce brown i feel like bruce brown is just doing random stuff out there like i mean i know that that's part of his shtick that's part of his game he plays off of others he's kind of like a you know an additive he's like a you know a guy who is able to just read the situation and instantly fit in and like there's no doubt he's a blog boy favorite like me Blake and James Herbert literally did a whole you know Bruce Brown all Stars segment who's the next Bruce Brown you know on the Raptor show earlier this week like clearly uh you know he's a blog boy favorite but when you watch him, at least in this contact with the Raptors, he's a very contextual player, right? Like, okay, he's playing with the the Nuggets, you know, and he, he's cutting his offensive rebounds. his occasionally aggressive scoring, his, you know, push and transition, you know, his playmaking. Those things all work really well around those guys. Everyone else knows what they're doing. So if Bruce Brown freelances, that's kind of okay. It's actually kind of cool because then there's like an X factor to him, like we saw in last year's championship run. Um, even the same thing with with uh, with uh with the Nets, right? Okay, everyone's focused on KD. Everyone's focused on Kyrie, James Harden, Bruce Brown, small ball center. What's he doing? Boom, boom, boom. He pops up here, here, and there. Like, for the Raptors, he's just kind of like, well, first off, he's, he's not really making a lot of plays. Like, he's like fouling a three-point shooter or he's like, you know, you know, sh- forcing a contest to shot in mid-traffic or he's dribbling through traffic or like, it's just there's no script or plan for his game. And I think the rest of the Raptors are already chaotic enough. And so unlike when it's an additive for what is going on with like the superstars that he's typically played with, when he's freestyling with this group, I mean, everyone else is also kind of freestyling. So to a large degree, I feel like he's not really helping add like the veterans calm and savvy. Like every time he makes a good play, you're like, okay, that makes sense. He's Bruce Brown. He's a guy who does that Those kind of things. He also makes a lot of negative plays since coming to the team. And so whatever that's that's not going to lower or raise his trade value or things like that he, he's he's playing hard i'm not saying he's he's not but um yeah i mean minus 22 11 points nine rebounds four offensive it's cool like he, he made some good plays and he's he just you know what it is? i feel like he's a gambler and yeah i mean i don't know the raptors are not solid enough to gamble like we we are it's like you're bluffing with a uh, 57 suited which is what the Raptors' hand is right now. Like, we've got, like, a five-seven. so what can you really do? Um, so I'm not really – I didn't enjoy this performance with Bruce Brown. Didn't enjoy it from Dennis. I feel like there's a lot of record scratch moments from Dennis. Like, overall, he had, like, a decent itch stat line. Like, when you think about it, 14 points, six assists, three rebounds, four steals. Like, it's not bad by any means, but a couple bad turnovers, a couple bad, like, plays. Like, even the, the charge against Trey Young, it's like, I mean – yeah, I mean, it's like a 50-50 call again. I, I know the few were moving. Trey did beat him to the spot. But, like, it's just like a gamble at the end of a game. Like, I don't know. I'd rather be like, you know, it's, it's when you're running the break, right? Like, maybe make the extra pass. Like, a couple times Raptor screwed up fast breaks against Trae Young, for example, and you lost by one point. Like, could have easily flipped the game just based on those kind of things. Just felt like there's too many moments where it's like a record scratch moment for a play involving Dennis. So, that's too bad. Chris, I mean, man, speaking of chaos, like, Chris, Chris, I mean, there was one play. This is, that was just the only thing I'll say about Chris. Actually, two things I'll say about Chris. One was the Raptors got into the lane, and Chris the, the missed the first shot. Chris Pache got the offensive rebound, kind of tripped falling over, and he was on one knee extended with the other leg, and he tried to shoot it off of one knee touching the ground. And luckily, he got the foul call and went to the foul line, and he made both of the free throws, so that's good, but like, And process-wise, I'm not trying to see nobody shoot off their knee. And it wasn't like shot clock expiring, you got to get a shot up. Like, no, he just decided to shoot off one knee. Like, it was wild, like a proposal. He shot a proposal shot. I didn't like that one. And then another one shortly thereafter where, you know, something involving Trey Young, um, you know, but he – Chris was guarding a man on the perimeter. I think at the top, I think it was Sadiq Bay. Decides to run away from Sadiq Bay to cover the paint. Um, Trey swings the ball to Sadiq, and then just gets a wide open three. He missed it. But then I'm like, okay, well at least you got away with the miss. Now you're in prime rebounding position because you got Chris near the basket. But then Chris like couldn't get the offense, couldn't secure the rebound either. The ball, you know, landed for the offensive player, and then Chris had to draw the like give the foul like. Just chaotic sequences, man. Like again, like it's tough. Like there were good things that he did too, but I mean, you know, his minutes are limited uh, in this one. And I and I, I'm just gonna li- I'm gonna leave it there, man. I've, I've I've had enough Twitter interactions. I do like Chris a lot as a person, you know, and we're cool. But um, and then yeah, finally, Scotty, you know, Scotty did this thing. Um, consistently drew double teams. Um, first half, I think there were moments where he was so upset with the whistle and. I mean, that's the thing. I'm just like, I want to see that part of his game grow, like the the mental part of the game. Like, so there's a play where Scotty is in the post, turns, and there's a double team there, and he missed a shot, missed a push shot. Scotty's like jumping, hopping, mad, complaining about the foul call. I mean, look, I mean, I don't like Evan Scott either, but like, come on, man just, like, jumping up and down. And I was like, fine, whatever. At least you get back into play. And he's sprinting to get back into play. And I'm like, what's he doing? He sprints to go right at Trey Young and, like, aggressively swipes her from behind for the poke. And clearly it's a frustration foul, right? Like, you, you you can't tell me that he's trying to make a defensive play when he's punched the ball, like, into the stance. That's how hard he poked the ball. So it's a frustration foul. And not only is it a frustration foul, but the referee looks at it and it's like, well, that's a take foul. You just fouled a guy in the backcourt doing nothing. And so... That turned into a free throw for Trey Young. The next possession after Trey Young also got more free throws. Like like the, the 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 there's gotta be a little bit more composure. And I get it, like lots of star players complain. Like lots of star players complain, but I don't know. It's just it, it's I would love to see that game, that part not be there, or you know what I mean? Or that limited to complaining like after a dead call, like after a dead play, then you go over to the referee and you make the you make the you know, the case or whatever, like I totally get it. Like I'm sure he takes a lot of contact and whatever, but I, I just would love to see that game part of the game grow because the other parts were good. Like he was, you know, distributing, you know, doing his thing, fourth quarter takes over scores and shows some scoring touch. Like I, I love that. You know, like this is a pretty good game from Scotty aside from one or two odd plays there. So um oh fantastic block on Jalen Johnson by the way. Jalen Johnson tried to blow by and dunk on Scotty. And Jalen Johnson is like incredible athlete right blows by has a step goes hard you know for a left-handed dunk and scotty not only recovers on the play but swats him so clean at the basket like and the raptors get the rebound too and they push to go the other way like that was beautiful beautiful stuff so good game from scotty man but um yeah just just gotta control the the reactions to some of those although i'm hardly one to to be that you know? i mean if people have heard the reaction pod before not this one though this one was chill i feel like i feel like i'm just hanging out today Maybe it's because I had two Asahi drives when I was uh, recording this pod. Um, okay, your three stars from tonight's performance. Uh, Jordan Noir is your first star. 24 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, 7 of 16 shooting, 3 of 7 from 3, 7 of 8 from the foul line. I love this game, man, and I, and I know he's going to get more minutes. Um, your second star, I'm going to give it to Grady. Grady had a good effort tonight, 15 points, uh, 5 rebounds, 3 offensive, 3 assists, a steal, uh, 3 threes made. Um, you know, two or three from the uh, foul line as well. Um, then the, the clever uh, pass to Scotty, just heads up in that scramble, um, that temporarily put the Raptors up. And that was fun to see, and um, it was fun to see Scotty go over and grab Scotty or uh, grab Grady by the like two hands on his head. And I think he might have kissed his forehead too. Like, man, like some Godfather vibes right there. But yeah, that was nice, man. Um, and if uh, if Scotty is the godfather, then maybe, you know, Grady could be like, you know, um, Tom, the consigliere or something. But in any case, um, yeah, he had a good game. And then Scotty, 24 points, four rebounds, eight assists, uh, eight of 14 from the field. Uh, perfect 8-8 from the foul line in 38 minutes, two blocks as well. Um, yeah, my only thing is just like, you know, I, I, especially with a player that talented, you ask for everything. Um, so maybe it's just us asking too much, but still, I just want to see that little extra bit of play because everything else was so positive and I really enjoyed this effort from him. Your Gerald Henderson award winner, um, probably gotta be, I mean, it's gotta be Sadiq Bay. I mean, he literally hit the putback for the, for the game winner, seven offensive rebounds as well. I mean, the Raptors kept double teaming and so there was always a free man, but he still, I mean, 26 points, got the foul line 15 times, uh, eight of 18 from the field, Um, yeah he he just had a great game and every time you looked up it was either him or training on the foul line so I got the frustration with the officials too but fun game Raptors lose we'll see if they can get it back or if they don't it doesn't really matter what matters most is the young guys play well and the young guys did play well so uh, salute to the NDP and uh, we will check back in with the, the group next game